Welcome to the 15th episode of D-Man Roundtable, a sports podcast presented by the DePaulia. My name is Ryan Gilroy. Like always, our assistant sports editor, Nate Burles, and how are you, Nate? Doing all right. Nice. Uh, our sports editor, Lawrence Kramer. How are you, Lawrence? Decent. How are you? Good. And our editor-in-chief, Shane Renee. How are you, Shane? Doing well. Nice. Dare I say, uh, these past two men's basketball games have been really interesting. The resurgence... The second coming, winning our second Big East game, dare I say, over Georgetown yesterday night with a, ooh, let me get the score, because I just had it on my computer, 74-68 win, but we also had Villanova on Wednesday as well with the 71-91 loss. What was the big difference between these past two games? Well, I was at both games, and I can say, I mean, of course it's going to sound dumb, but the energy, I mean, really, it's, it's really true. The energy, so in the first, and that game against Villanova, Villanova came out and started hitting some threes. DePaul had some turnovers, and the game was out of hand by what? Probably the you know with 13 minutes left in the first half, it fell out of hand. This game was different. They came out, and you could just tell in their eyes and their energy, they were up there. They were ready to play. Um, Paul Reed had this like dive for a ball. Everybody was like diving on the floor, going for balls, you know, fighting for loose balls, you know, getting the rebounds that they needed to get, and just they looked like you know they just looked like the team that they should have been and that they could have been. And it was so frustrating that they have. That this came now it almost feels like too little too late but i mean you can only win when you can you got to just kind of forget about the rest of the games it's a weird season and i mean i think it's i think it's great for all the players i think it's just great for everybody because <laughs> i think it later opened the press conference was saying you know the greatest understatement in america is that we needed a win you know if they needed a win it was as simple as that yeah and you could tell that the players Seem to know that, or that seems to have gotten through at this point. Um, but yeah, it was just so clear from the tip. I mean, you could just see it in like, especially guys like Charlie Moore. Like you could just see in his face, he was just so much more present uh, and focused. Uh, Jalen Butts seemed to have some of the mojo back that he's kind of been missing. Um, he was really active around the rim, and just like they were all being dominant in ways that we that we had seen them before. And, Tell than not since uh, conference play, but it was just it was just so, such an obvious change of pace and change of tone. It was so palpable uh, in the arena. It just yeah. again, this is it's a very simple formula. They just have to show up and have the energy. And, and I mean, this is a kind of banged up uh, Georgetown team. Mac McClung still sitting on the bench. She was on uh, mm-hmm. on the bench of the boot last night. Before the record, looks like he should be. He should be fighting a Cobra Kai instead of playing yeah. college basketball. I'm just going to say that, that. faux blonde hair and everything. Uh, but it's kind of a banged up team. Um, and you could, outside of the energy, it was it was really nice to remind ourselves that this team is so talented and what it's just five players against another five players. This team, in most instances, is going to have the more talented lineup. And you could see that a lot yesterday. Um, and yeah, it was just, this was one of those games where things went right. There's probably a fair conversation. This being maybe the weakest opponent, at least with all the circumstances that they've seen in conference play so far. But, um, even outside of that, you could just tell the energy and everything was back. But, um, you know, this, this is a dead man showing signs of life, I think. Ultimately, that's kind of my feeling is this doesn't tell us a lot about the rest of the season. It wasn't like a Butler win where they took him down by 20 
from the start. I mean, there was lots of back and forth in this game too. I mean, they had like an eight minute for eight minutes they got the first bucket and led the way, but then they were kind of trading these very small leads for most of the game. Got basically did the same thing in the second half where they kind of mm-hmm. got out to a fast start and then it was trading leads, trading leads. And then at the end, it was just this slow burn, foul yeah. heavy kind of uh, yeah. finish of the game. But but even I think that was that yeah, maybe the thing that really impressed thing. me yeah. is the maintaining that control through uh, the end of the game. There was and, probably only one little stretch, and it came in the first half where they went like three or four minutes without scoring. Other yeah. than that, I mean, they scored the basketball when they needed to. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing was um, Romeo Weems had his best game of the year probably oh, on both mm-hmm. ends. He was stellar, so four or five shooting from deep. I mean, that's the player that. You know, everybody knew he could be when he came out of high school. And I mean, no, it's hard to really expect most any freshman really to make an impact. That's why freshmen don't win national player of the year that often. Yeah. You know, that's why it's a very rare thing for a, for a freshman to be a big, big problem for other teams. But Romeo has been amazing on defense all year, and that hasn't really faltered. And then last night he added that offensive component, which is huge. Yeah. I think the biggest thing about last night was seeing the, the way that um, – Nobody was a liability ever when they were out on the court. You know, they had Oscar Lopez came out there and he played great minutes next to Charlie Moore. It's not like he was relieving Charlie Moore. He was there right next to him. And he kind of opened up the offense a little bit towards the end of the game. Um, You didn't see it on the stat sheet, really. But when you're watching the game, you could tell. Um, Jalen Butts, he played well, but he had two fouls right at the beginning of the game. And he didn't really play much of the first half. And in that scenario, um, Nick Ongenda came on the floor. And he's been a little bit kind of, you know, kind of spazzy kind of this year, yeah, just kind of getting into his spazzy. role. He's trying to stepping into his body, kind of playing into this, like, different kind of role. But he really did a great job getting offensive boards. They had 11 offensive rebounds in the first half. Yeah. And so, I don't know, that hasn't happened in a while. And when they were winning games in non-conference, they were crashing the offensive glass, getting second-chance points. But when they were losing the games in conference, it felt like the offense would go down and it would literally be one done. That would be the problem mm-hmm. with the offense. But last night, you know, they were getting second chances. They were fighting for loose balls. They were getting foul calls. That was It was just, it was like, Great game. I think it was, um, I think it, they definitely, you know, you could tell they had their you know backs against the wall. They were, you know, they've been on the ropes for the past, you know, three, four weeks. And they finally came out. They got a big win. That, that's just good for them as humans. You know, you just yeah. got to feel good for them as people that they got that win. You know, they can take a deep breath and they can, you know, start working for the next game. Yeah, I, I you know, I have a different viewpoint than this on Nate. I think Shane... Mentioned it towards the end of his uh, what he was saying, and it's just the difference in opponent. Like Villanova is the twelfth best team in the country. Georgetown was without their best player. Their second best player was uh, playing on one ankle throughout most of the game. Like they, DePaul missed nine free throws. Like they, they're still their issues yeah, are still free throws. Yeah, are a problem. Their issues are still very prevalent. Like the game was still in up in the air like three minutes ago. That's a game that at home against a Georgetown team that's. You know, very depleted, you know, clearly, like, at the end of the season, they're just running out of gas. They don't have enough players. Like, you should be beating them by 15 on your home court, and they kind of, you know, it was still up in there with a minute to play. And I don't take much out of this game, I think. Um, you know, you know, they're not going to finish the season with one win. Like, they're too talented to go, yeah. you know, one win in 17. But, you know, I, I, I still think that. it's just the difference in opponent. Like, if it was a Buckler last night or a Xavier or... A actual team who has enough players, enough quality I players, think, yeah. I think they would have gotten slaughtered. I think, I think they, they lost by 20 last I think time. it was just, not with the way they played, though. I think they would have stuck with any other team. They have stuck with yeah. some of these teams in the past. They stuck with Marquette. It was they just their with, hustle yesterday, yeah. their energy, because yeah. Georgetown That's just doesn't thing. have enough but bodies I think, I think that we, it's to, very be, clear to that, be that. I think it's very clear that that was the biggest factor. It wasn't in, like, this team is just, like, Sorry. But will they do that in the future? Yeah, but this team, that wasn't it's, the biggest problem. This is what... 
This what happened last night was a material change in the way that they approached the game in terms of mentality. It wasn't. It was. It had nothing to do with luck or nothing to do with anything else. I mean, that, that's true. The Georgetown, this Georgetown team is not a very great basketball team, and they're way worse. And they're worse now than they were at the beginning of the year. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's still it's still a good Big East team, and it's about the same makeup of the team that beat them back in. DC, and I mean, you kind of you came back, and you know, you, you you have to appreciate this because if you don't appreciate this, you're not going to be able to appreciate anything because this might be the last like breath of hope, and then now they're going to play these teams that are fighting for an actual like NCAA tournament auto bid. This team can only make it to the NCAA tournament if they win the Big East tournament. It's well, the only way, and that doesn't seem like it's something that can happen. But which just is the why mentality. I don't think a lot of hope. Yeah. Exactly. But the mentality is like huge. I think the fact that they were able to finally figure that out and bring that energy yeah. is huge because that's the thing is that they got blown out by Villanova because they did not bring any kind of energy. In that game where they played Villanova at Villanova and they went up, they were up like twenty to eight in the first half. They brought energy. They just didn't. That's the thing. It's all about that. It's all about that like extra kind of factor that's you know bigger than basketball. It's about you know like it's to take that out of Lato's playbook on Wednesday. He says it's more about life than it is about basketball. And I think um, at the time it didn't seem like it made any sense, but now I'm kind of starting to see what he was trying to say there. I think they came. To it's a nice game. thing to say when you're losing a lot yeah. of games. Yeah, but I mean, I think this is the, they finally came through, and you know they proved that you know they they almost proved more so that the rest of the season was not. That you lose eight games in a row. That's not that's not a fluke. You know that is a, that's a reflection of what your what your team did throughout the season. You lose eight games in a row. It's not a fluke. So I'm not saying that like they're they're on the right. They're back on track. They're on the right track. I'm just saying that it's it's nice to know that for the future of the program that the beginning they, of the season wasn't a farce. And they could they could have rolled. They could have rolled. Over. There's no reason. You know they could have rolled. They couldn't have won this. They might have not won this game. If they didn't win this game, you know we're sitting here and we're saying the same shit we said last week. But they won the game, so we can say a little bit different. But I think all of those reasons, to some degree, kind of make this win more demoralizing. Yeah. Because, like... When, yeah, but it's a it's win. Because it's not like they showed up with this, like, totally new approach. To no, no, no. It's they took the approach that they had yeah. for the whole first half of the season. Yeah, which makes you question And then rekindled it. Yeah. Right, and so it makes you even more frustrated by the long stretch of losses. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, this that was clearly sense. there the whole point. time. And so I think that's what's really and at this point, like we're now two, three games after the math just not being possible anymore. Right. And so that's mm-hmm. again, all of these things make it this kind of Yeah. And you can an say, empty win and yeah. then on top of it being like yeah. not that big a win over a team that yeah. maybe you should have had a big yeah. win. But um, I mean, I'm not going to complain yeah. about how much they won by when they've lost eight straight games, and I've been sitting there watching 40 yeah. minutes W's of, w's of w's horrible w's basketball, w's. and I watched 40 minutes of great basketball last night. That's all I noticed. Mm-hmm. I saw a team that was energized. I saw, you know, the future next year's future Romeo Williams. Like, there's a good chance with Paul Reed departing for the NBA this year if that happens, which I believe it's going to happen. That Romeo Williams is going to be the best player on the team. He's going to be the guy who's going to be yeah. leading this team, and if he can do this on the offensive end. I think it makes me it makes me excited for next year. It makes me excited for you know just seeing what they can develop over the next couple of games. You know, I think there's going to be different leadership next year. That's probably a given. Um, and if there's going to be different leadership next year, um, like the games like may seem meaningless to us, but the players aren't. It's not going to be meaningless to the players. You know, this is their sure. livelihood. So like at the end of the day, they're going to come out to each of these next. If they come out to each of these next four games with the intensity they brought last night, and they lose all the rest of the games. 
But uh, see, I think that's the same energy they yeah. had, the same intensity they've had in previous games. I just think Georgetown's just not good enough team. You think that's the same that's intensity the, they've had in Well, because games? they were still still fouling. They were in foul trouble. The, Georgetown shot made 15 free throws in the first half. So clearly the energy, if the defense starts with energy, yeah. and when you're fouling people, that means you're not, you don't have enough energy. You're behind your player. You're having to recover. a good a good team at drawing fouls. So well, but still, it's play, still yeah. the same issues. Like it's not like they clearly this figured is, out their issues. They obviously played better last night than they but, played against other teams. Because if they came out, they played better a little bit. They didn't if they play came out like that, they did against Villanova. Georgetown still would have been up at fifteen. I, I guarantee so. it. I think Georgetown, Georgetown would have been up by fifteen. They were not getting the open shots yeah. that they got that Villanova was getting. They had they some open looks that they missed. They had some open looks that they missed. They just had Villanova players of open looks. I think that this Georgetown team is not. Amazing. They've won five. They've they've strung together five wins, which is a little bit better. You know, because their coach is good. Their coach is good, but at the end of the day, I mean, I look at this. I look at this win, and I, I take. I don't take hope from it necessarily. I guess that was a wrong thing for me to say. I don't take hope because I'm not thinking about March Madness when it comes to this team. You know, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about the sanity of them, the sanity of like. The fans, yeah. like Winchester Arena, there was a good vibe there last night. There was a good atmosphere. Um, I think it was just, I think sometimes it's just, it's hard to, you don't have to put every game in the context of an entire season. Yeah. I think sometimes it's okay to just look at a game and understand that they played a great game mm-hmm. and that they they won because of the way they played less so. I think they won because of the way they played less so than Georgetown lost because of the way Georgetown played. That's my, that's what was my takeaway. I think that's where we... That's where we digress. Yeah. That's where we dis- like disagree on. That's where we kind of divert paths. I think they won this game because they played very, very well. Not necessarily because Georgetown played very, very poorly. I think there was a mixture, but I don't think it was. I don't think we can discredit this one. Yeah, I it's think it was a pretty clear mix, but I do think there was a real notable change in the quality of the performance, the energy that they had in their performance, but. The lost return. <laughs> I mean, Georgetown isn't isn't Villanova. I'm not, I'm yeah. not gonna say they are Villanova. No, Georgetown but, isn't yeah. Villanova, but the other thing is um, Georgetown. They were drawing a lot of fouls, but they were also like the way that they were playing. They were driving to the basket a lot and like just throwing their bodies in the way. Like they were yeah. clearly like going into the game with this like draw as many fouls as you possibly can. Like let's try and win at the line because this is clearly a team that's beatable yeah. at the line and. Because it that, is a team that's where that's they could have been. Because DePaul is a team that, play, that coaches in the Big East know they can exploit them because DePaul fouls a lot. We saw it in the Marquette game. That's the reason they probably lost that Marquette game was that they sent Marquette to the line too many times. They were fouling 30 feet away from the basket in that game. Last night, they were they were getting attacked physically, and they they were triumphant when it came to the physicality. That's not something they were... Remember Xavier? Remember that Xavier game? Xavier was just pushing them around. They were pushing around Paul. They were pushing around... But Georgetown George can only push George around Dorbel? Or push around DePaul as only as much as they can because they don't have enough bodies. They don't have enough bodies to they go toe-to-toe. They played the same to amount of players last night that DePaul did. Yeah, but DePaul has more quality players. They're playing, you know, you yeah, know, their freshmen. Their best player arguably was out. Yeah, their best player was out. Their best second player best player out, got injured in the game who already had the same injury that he had in the previous game. It's just, I don't think if DePaul played, you know, Xavier last night with that same energy or that same type I of think performance. It, close. it might have been close, but I still think they would have lost. And I disagree with your point that it's one win, and we don't have to look at this the whole season. No, I, th- I think we do have to look at it as a whole season because if this is how the energy that, that you guys are saying, you know, different type of energy they've had, different different type of intensity, then where was that the previous eight games? 
was that we need to start asking that if they can do that because I, I disagree with that point I think they had the similar energy that they've had in the previous games. That's crazy. But they've they played a team who's just not good enough that's to beat them no, on the road. They, that's crazy. The no. way that they were playing last night was definitely Maybe full Romeo was Romeo different. was energized. Oscar was there. Everybody was nervous. Paul Reed, he he had like a block and he lit his flex towards the students. He had not been he, doing he that. He flexes all the time when he but blocks. He had not been doing that in recent he, games. He, he blocked a shot against Xavier, like, I think, and he flexed and it was like by twenty points. It was, no, they were, that was a on. different game last night. It was different energy. The the team the Okay, fine. Fine. It was different. Fine. I'll go off your point there. If it's different energy, then where was that the previous eight games? I don't know, but they finally so, so had it. That's yeah. why we have to look at the whole season. They were trying to figure yeah, it out. Is, and I, what I, am I, I what, agree with we're going to be stuck that. here talking about the last eight games. Like, it matters. It doesn't matter anymore. It's over. The season's over. Let's just, like, look at this game. But it matters. Win and, like, just accept that this... This, we've accepted the season's over, right? Well, we have, but they can't. The players they can't. But they, that's not something that they can do. That's not something they can buy. In. That would be a loser's mentality. And you know, this does the you know you can't say that they they have a they you know you can say that they approached those last couple games with a like a just a this was like the perfect opponent for them to play right now. I guess that's the point. That's the point. This it is was. the perfect employment opponent for them to play right now. But if they were to have came out flat last night, which they did not, they would have gotten beat. I think it's yeah. as simple as that. I think Georgetown would have beat them if they came out with the wrong kind of energy. If Romeo Weems didn't go and play, you know, his best game of the season. If, you know, all these kind of factors came together. Charlie Moore only turned the ball over once, and he's been having turnover problems this year because the offense hasn't been moving for him. But when they brought Oscar on, thirty-eight minutes. But when, but when Oscar came onto the floor, and Oscar kind of provided something that he had that no one had in his kind of position had really provided at all this season. Maybe Devin Gage at the beginning of the season when he was playing well. Um, they Charlie got like open looks. Charlie was able to kind of like work off of his teammates, and that's something that hadn't happened in previous games. They hadn't. They weren't able to work off of each other. They weren't able to spread the ball because that opponent play. was better. No, not necessarily. You can move and well, get to your spot. That's the thing. Is that in the last games they weren't moving and getting to their spots? That wasn't something that like because that opponent was, was better. Doing no, better. it was. Villanova, like Villanova's. You You're gotta tell me Villanova and Georgetown are equal. Man defense is as simple as sticking onto your man. If you can't stick, they were Villanova's better at that. Man. And Villanova is better at that. They were moving That's the why. ball. They were but, moving the ball. But, but, but man, I want to go to Shane that we have to move on, just so you know. Man defense also gets as complicated as the specific yeah. and they were division playing, of talent. And they were mainly playing zone last night. They were mainly playing zone last night. They've been playing a lot of man recently, and that zone really worked out. And that zone actually worked against the three ball, like how it had it in recent games. Yeah. Well, because DePaul, but, was, but it worked yeah. against a team that didn't have its best point guard. And like, that's fair, but I'm just saying, like the team, like that, it's not like that. It's not like it was a. It's not like it was a bullshit game that meant you know it wasn't like a bullshit no. game. It was a real so, game. It was energetic yeah. and like it just. I, do, I guess like, I what's do the agree point? With I feel like we're arguing that, about nothing here. Well, kind of. I, I think I think we're arguing about like what's what to take away from this game. Yeah. And, I, and I do agree that with Lawrence that this was definitely a, a weaker opponent. And I think there is a fair argument in that the win ultimately resulted from the fact that there was a weaker opponent. Yeah. But I, I think, think we clearly saw a better not. DePaul basketball yeah. team. And exactly. it's not, a, I don't think it's so much about like, we've got reestablished what this team is good at. And that's like, gives us hope for moving forward. I think it's like, Hey, they did play the perfect team right now. They yeah. played a team that was a little weaker. Yeah. And so maybe they can build a little bit of confidence Hopefully. on this. And then they have, I mean, what? They've got six games that they have to be hot for 
in order to win the tournament at this point. Yeah, right? yeah they, six, they win their next six or seven games, they win the Big East tournament, and then they're in the dance. And so yeah, it's like, and that's almost like maybe yeah, maybe that's playing this the perfect team, this weaker team, having a good performance, having it ultimately result in a win is so, just enough of that yeah. confidence kickstart too. Because, I mean, and I, we haven't mentioned this yet. I, well, you did a little bit, but Lato's press conference, I've been following this team very closely for four years and interacted with Lato multiple times for each of those years. And I've never seen him be so consistently, like, content in the press conference. He was never angry or frustrated about anything like he was he never would never was looking down at the stat sheet he seemed to have kind of a smile on his yeah. face and he was engaged making eye contact with everybody um because it's, it's he, a weight off his shoulders that's what it is it's, it's a, a big huge it's a huge boulder off their their chest and that's all it his, really is and he's the head coach of this program he gets he's the highest paid person yeah. because he's supposed to be able to carry that weight around it's the weight off the player of the shoulders of the players. Yes, yeah, that's what matters. That really counts, and I think that I think that if this te- if this season is really done for, I think that the only healthy way for a DePaul fan to really process this game is to go. Cool. Let's try and catch lightning in a bottle for these last six games and see if we can pull off some kind of miracle. That said, I if you really, if you're someone who you know always hopes for your favorite NBA team to tank for number one <laughs> picks, if you're one of those kind of fans, then I would say really hope that they continue to lose because the only way that Lato keeps his job this year is if they do catch Lightning in the bottle. And they would have to win. They this would be. We are looking, and I think it's becoming more and more apparent within the past few weeks. We are looking at a different, a very different DePaul basketball team next year than we are this year, and. We're looking at entering a new era, and when we're assessing this in the future, we're going to see, we're going to forget about this game. We're not going to think about this game. Well, you're assessing the season, you're not going to think about this game. Well, I agree with you on that one. But no, no, listen, this game, like, you guys are saying, like, well, what if they can go on a run? I, but for I me, but this game doesn't showcase anything that's been, that's figured out their issues at a couple days after their Villanova loss. They still can't hit free throws. That's Defensively. Well, defensively, they they're still very poor. They still gave poor. up 60, 68 points against the oh, Georgetown team. That's not that very good. They scored seventy seventy four. They won the game. They won the game, but I want to see oh. something. This team, you guys are talking about, so talented. I agree, it's talented, but I need to see more before I'm like, well, their issues are fixed. I didn't say their issues were fixed. Yeah. So they fixed. They, 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 they played a better game last night. I didn't say their issues were fixed. They played a, in the next couple games, but they played a better game last night because. The opponent, the only it's opponent more, they could, there's deeper than that. The only there's opponent they could have played that's possibly worse is St. John's at this point. That's the only opponent. If they played, you know, Villanova again last night, that's with that same energy as they did against Georgetown, they would have lost. By they, how much? 10, 15, 20. Nah, that's bullshit. No, it's it's fair. All right. I need. I just want to close this out with one line. The ultimate takeaway here, I think, is that they. This was their last chance mm. to take a step in the direction of salvaging the season. That's fair. And they took the step. That's fair. fair. They well, had to win. Do they take the next the next step? I don't think that we saw from that performance That's fair. a certainty that they will or can, but they did take the one step they needed to to maybe salvage the season. Yeah. I think that's all we there can we go. do. That's we, fair. we will finish on that note We're recording because on, we need uh, to move Sunday on to our next and, segment. It's been a while since we last talked about them and a couple big things that have happened since then. Uh, We saw them play against Butler with an 89-60 win 
and then against Xavier with a 97-65 win where it was senior day. Shantae Stonewall and Kelly Campbell, Kelly Campbell were honored for their efforts over the past four years. And during that game, they won the outright Big East regular season title. And more recently, they played Georgetown on Friday with an 87-69 win. They played Villanova today. And aside from today's Villanova game with only one game left on the season before the Big East tournament, it's now starting to become like a more of a reality where we're getting to that postseason mm-hmm. talk. So yeah. what can we expect well, going forward? Well, the game today, we'll see how this plays out. If they win today... Um, you have your last game against Marquette before the Big East mm-hmm. tournament. Um, you've already secured the number one seed in the Big East tournament. You've already secured the regular season championship. What you need to do is you need to come out and you got to get a statement win against Marquette. This is the only team that right now has, besides mine is probably Creighton, who already beat them, has that kind of like stake that like we can stab, you know, we can stab the fall in the back. This is a this is a game where if they come out and they win by twenty, then I'm gonna be, I'm probably gonna be relaxing with my feet kicked up watching the Big East tournament. Do you know what I mean? I think that winning this game against Marquette is going to be huge because it's going to set it's going to set the tone for them as they move into the Big East tournament. But this team's so calm, this team's so collected that each game, each Big East, each, each Big East game um, is just it's just like a it's just like a new game. Each game is a new game. This Big East tournament is going to they don't think about it as a tournament. They think about it as a game and then another game and then another game and then another game. And if they win all those games, they won the Big East tournament. It's simple as that. If they win the Big East tournament, um, and I would love to see them play Creighton again. I know they're hungry. I know they want that revenge. Every team right now, though, is trying to is is going to bring their best game when they come and play DePaul. It's simple as that. Every team is going to try their hardest when they mm-hmm. play DePaul because that's the team that everybody wants to beat. Mm-hmm. This is like DePaul's, and the next year DePaul is not going to be the big dog. It's going to be UConn. UConn's going to be back. Gino is going to be coaching. You know, like that that UConn team if they were in the Big East this year, would probably be at the same spot as DePaul. They'd probably be number one, you know, number one and number two. And that would have been really fun because I think this DePaul team is the closest they've been to UConn in years. Um, so you win, if you if they hypothetically were to win the Big East tournament, which um, it's going to be a challenge, but it's going to be very, it's going to be a welcome challenge. You're, you're looking at a three seed in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. and you're looking at one of your best kind of like, you're looking at one of your best kind of chances at a, in a while at making run in the tournament. But um, it just seems so far. Seems it just seems so far away. So let's just talk about Marquette. Well, I don't think it's that far away. I think it's it's at this point. It's their season is now one and done. They lose another game. They're not gonna, they're not hosting a, a game that's a tournament. It's one and done time for them. You can't lose to Villanova. Like Villanova is not good enough. Their RPI is not good enough. Their strength of schedule is not good enough. They're not a good enough opponent that you can take a loss and still and the committee can go. We can still give them a top four seed. You're you're the twelve. You're number twelve right now in in the country. Mm-hmm. You're sitting on that four line. You can't lose another game. So at this point, you're this is perfect for them too. Yeah, it's perfect. perfect for them. But it's what well, the biggest tournament is literally one and done. It you lose your one. Yeah. But these next two games are also and the Marquette game is a tricky one because Marquette's obviously also fighting for the NCAA tournament. And they also. have that. They have that home court advantage yeah. that not enough teams really get. Yeah, they have a they have a really good crowd. It's obviously against DePaul. Their fans are going to show yep. up. Their students are going to come and out. It's been early. well over, and it's been over two months. Yeah, they play each other to open the biggest season. Marquette's gonna want to get that win, obviously. You know, to meet the Paul. a much better team now than they were in December. That's true. But so is the Paul. So at this point of the season, you know, Bruno's kind of talked about it. He's got this mindset of it's one game. This Villanova today is the best team in the country. That's Marquette, but it's literally like 
You yeah. know, that we kind of scoff at that sometimes. We kind of laugh at it. But it's true. Hopefully, Bruno doesn't listen to that. Well, it's but, just, we but scoff, it's true. The only reason we scoff at it is because it, it does, it's, it's a cliche in the way that, um, that you've heard it a million yeah. times because it works a million times. Yes. And if it works a million times, you're going to say it a million times and we're going to hear it a million yeah. times and our readers are going to read it a million times. And that's just something we have to live with yeah. because it works. And this one game at a time philosophy, I was talking to Bruno about this the other day. Um, so the difference between, you know, the one game at a time philosophy, it prepares players for mm -hmm. the NCAA tournament. You know, some people like to look at the NCAA tournament as a weekend tournament, but it really isn't. It's a game and a game and a game and a game and a game. So this women's team, they've been told by Bruno the entire year that you're playing you know, you're playing one game. You're about to play the best team in America. You're about to play the best team in America. And that just becomes something that's innate, mm -hmm. innate in this team. Um, so you're looking at the NCAA tournament, and the thing about the NCAA tournament is that you drop a game, you know, you crash and burn. You well, crash, you're out. Well, that's the idea. You crash and burn. You know, that's, a, that's not something that you can understand until you really feel it. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the difference between losing an NCAA tournament game and losing a regular season game. Even though, you, But if you create the stakes in someone, mm -hmm. you create, like... Bruno, he does. He doesn't mention Creighton to these players. That's not something he does. He doesn't mention the Creighton loss to these players. That's not the way that he motivates his players by saying, "Well, you don't want to remember what happened when this happened. You don't want to be like. You don't want to feel that again, do you?" That's not how he motivates his players. He motivates his players through understanding the work that they have in front of them and understanding how to tackle that work best and how to tackle the next team best. And that's how they're going to work. That's how it's going to work. That's how it's worked for over three decades, and that's how it's going to work for the rest of his career. And this works because you're looking at these next one and done games. I think it just it, they don't even they're not even thinking about seeding. They're just thinking about one and done because they know how important every game is in general. Well, and that mindset that Bruno tells his players is also very important in the Big East because it's different if they're in the Big Ten or they're playing elite teams where you can drop a game yeah. or two and the you, national people. Yeah, your national uh, take you down. standings won't change as much. But in the Big East, especially this season. And they beat, and they beat one of the best teams yeah. in the Big Ten. And that's their best Northwestern, yeah. So that type of mindset, obviously, it's, he's had that throughout his entire career. But it, it works especially this season. And they're obviously very talented. But they have this mindset that, like, we have to go out and just slaughter our opponents. And that Georgetown score you said, Brian, it was much – like, they, they played their freshmen and their bench players the in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Mm -hmm. they, they lost the fourth quarter 24-7. to seven, yeah, like, they destroyed them, yeah. Georgetown. I mean, it was a very big win. They yeah. were up, what, 70-32 to 32 at yeah. some point? They were up by 40 points, like – They're they're hungry. Yeah, it's, so – It's like every game you kind of get something – you get something yeah. new out of this team. You, like, they squeeze and they twist and they get something And new. it's only two weeks until the Big East tournament. It's obviously at home at Winchester Arena. Like, we're, like – this is it. Like this is the, the final, final push. Right. This is also the last time, probably, that the tournament's going to be at Winterhouse for a couple of years because yeah, they're going to do it and they're going to give it to Connecticut. It's simple as that. Probably and so. It, Defend the so whole. They're defending Winterhouse for what is going to be the final time. And we know the men haven't defended it particularly. well. And we know well. the win, men have not defended Winterhouse particularly well. That's the thing. So, so you know, it's their it's their shot. Yeah. The two games they've lost at home this year were both at Winterhouse Arena for what it's. For what that's worth, and I don't know if it's worth much, but you know, like these are yeah. games that they're excited to play for. That they get, they get up. I mean, they get up for these kind of games. They get up for every game, yeah. but the kinds of games where their backs are against the wall, they're playing a team that people would think are going to beat them. Those are the games yeah. that they really, really get up for. And I think we're, I think we're going to see a very special season yeah. at the end of the season. I think we're going to see a very special performance against Marquette and a very special performance in the Big East tournament. I agree.
I agree, right? I need to get my suit ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all need to. I don't think there's anything else to say. So thank you guys for joining me. We'll see you again next week. Thank you. Thank you.